Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every day for, oh, a few minutes, about 13 minutes or so. But doing that helps us to grow in our faith, to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Now, it also helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, and also on our eternal life in heaven with God. You know people in your life who need to change their focus in life, don't you? Probably some within your own family. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Do that every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But you know people who need to start thinking about their soul, about their relationship with God, about eternity, because it's coming. So share these studies with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately have that home in heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study that we entered into yet last time, talking about the Bible itself, the scriptures, and ultimately that relates to God. Can you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? How do you think about the Bible? Well, we talked about how when it comes to our view of God and scripture, mankind has turned things upside down, basically. C.S. Lewis once observed that ancient man approached God as the accused person would approach his judge. In other words, ancient mankind saw himself as the accused standing before the judge's bench and God sitting on the judge on the bench as the judge. But Lewis said that we have turned that all around, backwards, upside down, inside out. Modern man sees himself as the judge and God as the one standing before the judge's bench. Well, we've become arrogant, haven't we, in so many cases? So many of us. Now, ultimately, we need to understand that God either is God, or then we have essentially taken the place of God in our minds. You see, there's no middle ground. Either God is God, God is who he says he is, or else we have taken the position that we are the one who is in total authority. Each individual one of us. Again, there's no in-between. Either God is or God is not. Now, many people just simply reject God out of hand. And they certainly don't believe the Bible because the Bible declares itself unashamedly and without compromise to be the literal word of God. Robert Ingersoll, who lived from 1833 to 1899, he was a famed agnostic. And he declared, the inspiration of the Bible depends on the ignorance of the gentleman who reads it. Now, you understand, you need to understand that slap in your face if you 
believe in the Bible. Ingersoll said, you're ignorant if you believe in the Bible. To what degree you believe in the Bible reflects the degree of ignorance that you have. Now, other people, they say, well, the Bible has some good ideas, but we've got to have some scholars come along and kind of weed out all of the other stuff that's in there and then zero in on those few good ideas and tell us what they are so that we can believe them. Well, with the Bible, it has a few good ideas and then it has a whole lot of other stuff in it that are, is not accurate, then who is authoritative enough? Who is knowledgeable enough, all-knowing enough to be able to zero in and figure out what the points of truth are to tell the rest of us what we need to believe, what we can believe. Now, others see, other people see the Bible as basically a, yeah, it's a pretty good book, but they don't accept it as being error-free from a doctrinal perspective. But they say, now, overall, it's worth believing. Well, again, who is all-knowing to be able to go in and say, well, this is error and this is truth. This is what we should believe and can believe, and this over here, we need to separate that because who, who's determined that? Well, those individuals, they've put themselves in the place of God as being basically all-knowing. Now, they would throw up their hands and say, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. They've taken them, they put themselves in the position of declaring themselves to be smart enough, intellectual enough, all-knowing enough to determine truth from what is in the scriptures that declare themselves, again, unashamedly, and without compromise, to be God's very word. But then you've got these, these human beings who come along and say, well, we know better than what those scriptures say. We're going to tell you what really is truth, what you can really hang your hat on, so to speak. Now, none of these views can be reconciled with what the Bible says of itself. It is the perfect word of the omniscient, omnipotent creator of the universe. That's what the scriptures say of themselves and of God of whom they write. And again, the scripture is absolutely unashamed in making such a dogmatic declaration of itself and of God as being all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, everywhere, all the time, omnipresent. They make those statements emphatically and repeatedly. Look at what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 19, beginning with verse 7. The law of the Lord, as Scripture is often referred to, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Now, all of these frames of reference are simply different frames of reference, different descriptive statements, all referring to the same thing. The Bible, the Word of God, the Scriptures. 
We move on. The commandment of the Lord is pure, pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In other words, God doesn't make any mistakes. He doesn't make any mistakes in what he has had written down as his word. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. You see, so many people, they have placed other things of this world in a higher position of value than the word of God that guides us to forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Great reward. Well, look at what the Apostle Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1. And verses 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Oh, how many times have you heard, or maybe thought yourself? Well, it's just a matter of interpretation. You interpret it this way, I interpret it this way, he or she interprets it some other way. No. The scriptures, again, are unashamed, uncompromising in their declaration of being the very truth of God. His word being the very word that is written down for us. No prophecy of scripture is a matter of private interpretation. You see, the prophets wrote by inspiration, guided to write what they wrote so that it would be the true and accurate word of God. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, since you have purified your hearts in obeying the truth. What truth? The word of God. Jesus prayed on the night of his betrayal in John 17 and verse 17 to the Father. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And Peter says, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. The Word of God lives and abides forever because it is the Word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. In the Greek, that would come across as being God-breathed. And the sense is God's very word. All scripture is God's very word. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now that is the power, the accuracy the trustworthiness of Scripture, of the Bible, which teaches us about God. 
I want us to come back and think about the Bible, the scriptures, in connection, and our belief in them, in connection with our belief in God. Next time, as we dig a little bit deeper, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you again for loving us so much to give us the way to come to you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior, for forgiveness and redemption, for salvation, for eternal life. These being blessings totally from you. Not anything that we can achieve on our own by ourselves. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us to these blessings. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor, and the thanks. And Father, we beg you at this time, please forgive us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.